Hello everyone and welcome to the Like-Minded Podcast, the podcast that brings you grassroots theatre from yes. Merseyside and beyond. <laughs> now, um, this week I'm super excited because <laughs> that's what Caitlin says every week. Every single week. So welcome to my co-host, the fabulous Caitlin Bradders Bradley. Welcome, Caitlin. Hello, Bob Towers. How are you? I'm very well and I think we should just tell the listeners a little bit about your early birthday celebrations because <laughs> my god they were fun <laughs> i don't think we need to just go no I'm joking uh, i had a brilliant th- three I hours on, so. in liverpool and I believe so. it ended in a in a bathtub with a pan because <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of your nights out would kill me basically, basically. and that, that's you know one of your average nights out yeah so th- now that you are you are past the first quarter of your life not yet not yet tuesday okay. tuesday All right. don't wish by the my time life this away. podcast goes out you will in fact be an old hag Yep. Um, so what are, what are your plans for the <laughs> for the rest of your life now? <laughs> um, so my, what, what are we calling it? Quarter life crisis. Yeah, quarter life crisis. Um, I'm going to go to Hollywood, Bob. Yes! Because I've decided. Why yes. not? Why not? Because if you're going to make it anywhere, you'll make it in Hollywood. Well, I, the only thing that I can say, I have been to Halewood. <laughs> and that, that's, um, that was an experience. That, that was an experience. But enough of our mundane lives, lives, because we've got a guest in the studio with us today. We're back in the studio, Bob. Oh my God, we are back <laughs> in the studio and I forgot about this. Andrew, Andrew's little face is smiling, smiling uh, beaming, if he doesn't... because we're not on Zoom anymore. Yes. And he used to be really grumpy on Zoom, yes. didn't he? Sitting um, under stairs. Yes. It, <laughs> There was a control centre which is under Andrew's stairs at, at his Nothing house. dangerous, nothing like ISIS or anything. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, you never know, in fact. Um, <laughs> but enough of enough of that. Let's move on because yeah. we've got with us um, Trisha Duffy today. Okay. Trisha is a playwright and just all round good egg in theatre. Yeah. So, Trisha, welcome and thank you for coming to the Like Minded oh, Podcast. Thank you welcome. very much. Thanks for having me. Well. We've had a little bit of a chat before we started, but yeah. what I want you to go through is tell us your fabulous journey of how you got involved in writing. When did it all start? You know, t- yeah. tell us the early days. Oh, they're a long <laughs> way away. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a um, a bit of a journey to get there. Mm-hmm. So turning a certain age and deciding if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't 21. <laughs> it was a little bit longer than that. And um, decided if I'm going to have a go, I'm going to go for it. So I did. Yeah. And um, went to do a course at Liverpool on a Monday evening uh, just to sort of find out if I could do it. Mm. And really this was John Moore's it. University Creative Writing. Yeah, Creative Writing uh, course, yeah. Monday evening, 7 mm. till 9. I don't even know if they still do it. It's only one, it was only for a year. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. just sort of an introduction to it. And it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Met some lovely people there. Um, really nice environment. Enjoyed it. Seen on um, the internet, the Lantern Theatre, and they were looking for ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, why not? So why not? That's why my not? life motto. Why well, not? Well, li- listen, what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. That's what they I thought. They could say no, and that's it. Exactly. No one's going to die. No, exactly. exactly. So I took, I've got three kids, so we took the kids to see Zagmoth. It was a Christmas show yeah. in the yeah. afternoon. Went down. Margaret Connell, the amazing Margaret Connell. Oh, I mean, we love Margaret, oh, don't we? can't not. I mean, listen, I wouldn't be here without Margaret oh. Connell at all. She's been really 
an inspiration and Good. and yeah. as I say amazing to call her my friend now which is great so when I asked her I said I'd like to be an ambassador she was like okay brilliant send me what you've done you still us great met her through the week and Siobhan her daughter who yeah. again fabulous and um, we had a chat and this half an hour script I wrote for TV mm. a film yeah. kind of thing I said, would you have a little read of this, Margaret? And mm. she was like, of course I will. And I was like, oh, thank you. But you feel really insecure because no one had ever read any of yeah. your work. Yeah. And yeah. You, it's it's quite raw and you're putting it out there. It's like mm. you feel like you're running naked on a beach. So I think <laughs> someone's going to criticise you. But I thought, well, if I don't, as you say, what's, I'll have to do it because yeah. otherwise I'll never do it. Exactly. So she read it. And do you know what? She was so complimentary and she said, you need to write it for the stage. And Brilliant. I thought, I knew it was more of a stage. Um, so you'd idea. written it as a kind of screenplay script? Like a or half something? an hour for yeah. TV, okay. yeah. So yeah. obviously, you've got all your different directions and stuff, and it's limited because it's a stage. Yeah. Um, so I did. And on the back of what she said, I did. And I wrote it in three days. Wow. And then I took it back, and Margaret loved it. And then um, the best is then Siobhan turned around and goes, Hi, uh, yeah, okay, so uh, this is like May. And she mm. went, um, right, okay, so I booked you in for the 11th and the 12th of September. <laughs> you said, oh, I'm oh, going to say. Oh, Jesus Christ, my heart. <laughs> just went, you know, but you're trying to, that's brilliant. <laughs> but my whole insides was like a washing machine. Yeah. I just thought, mm. I don't know the first thing about. Mm. So, listen, without them to guide, Margaret directed it. She yeah. found okay. all the actors, which are just beautiful. All the actresses were amazing. Yeah. And, um, we put it, in fact, to be honest, I built the first set ourselves. I found a door on somebody's path that was getting shut off. And um, me and the kids painted the door and everything. Brilliant. And we do, we just did it. And, and it was, do you know what? It was the best experience yeah. ever. Loved I love it. that. Yeah. Well, what, what was that play? So that was Broken Biscuits. Right. Um, and tell me what Broken Biscuits is about, how you came up with the idea. Oh, God. So when the kids all went to school, I sort of went and did this little course in the knack of an afternoon. It was a couple of mm. hours. There was me and three other people who had all retired from work. So I was like <laughs> the youngest kid in the block and I didn't have a clue what was going on. And he gave you the title each week to just write something and you yeah. went back mm. in. And this title was War. Now, I didn't know anything about war. So this older guy who was in his 80s, he was writing about the Germans and mm. everything. And I yeah. thought... Well, as a mother... Because right, in fairness, they did bomb our chippy, the uh, So I believe. Yeah, yeah, they bombed our <laughs> So I thought, well, I'll write something about a mother whose son goes to war yeah. and, and her feelings, because I could relate as being a mum yeah. kind of thing. That was the only thing I could think yeah. of. And they say, write what you know-ish. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. And so from there, it was called, to be honest, 18 Cherry Street originally. Mm -hmm. And then I adapted it to become Broken Biscuits. And then mm -hmm. it evolved, obviously, as um, the two characters, which are Maggie and Rita. Yeah. Um, Rita is from Scotland and is best friends with Maggie, who lives opposite here in mm -hmm. the street. Risa doesn't have any family. Her dad's a bully and was horrible. Kicked her out when she got pregnant at 17. She moved mm -hmm. to Liverpool. And Maggie has five boys and is married to wow. Jack. And that is her only family. And they're two boys. So James and Paul grew up together. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they joined the army because there wasn't really any prospects of work so much for yeah, young yeah. boys in Liverpool yeah. and stuff. So they joined. The, they did. So they didn't have aspirations to be in the army. It was a case of there was nothing else for them. So they both yeah. went. Right. And James saved Paul from a bullet, but James died. Oh, and, I see. And then the play starts eight months later, oh, okay. where there's a party in the street, which Maggie 
and um, Rita used to go to all the time, mm. and their relationship has sort of fell by the wayside, really. Mm. Yeah. And so the whole play is through a door, really. So Maggie is on the outside side, of the door, yeah. and Rita is on the inside mm. of the door. And as an audience, we can see that Rita is trying to kill herself with Aww. drink and drugs, and it's mm. still got too much. But Maggie can't see this, and it's whether or not she lets Maggie in wow. to save her. Oh, wow. I've got goosebumps. I know, I know. Oh, it's a great that sounds fabulous. Idea. That's it. Yeah. So it's been yeah. on a few times, hasn't it? Broken Do you know biscuits? what? Yeah. It's, you yeah. took this to Edinburgh. Well, we they did. took it Woo. to Fantastic. Edinburgh. Yeah. We all went. It was, yeah. we, 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 crowd, uh, we did a crowdfunder for it as okay. well. So we, we paid for it all. It was. Do you know what? Again, Margaret Connell. I can't, mm. you know, you can't say anything without adding her name in. It was there, she went, why did we take it to Edinburgh? And you just go, oh my God, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just brilliant. Oh, brilliant. And it was so well received. It was sold out nearly all of the night. Which wow. Was, uh, we were on the mile. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before that, we'd done the Lantern a few times. We mm-hmm. did um, We did it on Remembrance Sunday as well. Okay, yeah. Which was fabulous. Yeah. And we did uh, We did it there. We did it at the Unity. We did it at the Royal Court in, okay. the, the, in the, basement, the studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which was fantastic mm-hmm. as well. But there was one night we had it on in the Lantern and a load of veterans come to watch it. Oh, wow. I know, and it was really emotional because um, th- there's a part in it where she bangs on the door sort of thing, why my son? And mm. they all got up and they were all, all the chairs were shuffling, they ran out because it was oh far God. too emotional yeah. for yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, luckily they did come back in. Mm. Yeah. But you didn't, you don't realise how important, you know, the, the lines in the play are mm. to these people who have actually lived yeah. wow. through yeah. that knock on the door kind of thing. Oh. And we did, we just got amazing reviews. And uh, to be honest, it was like beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, for yeah. Your first play. Because there's you writing your first play. Yeah. Didn't think it would happen. But no. that's the great thing about uh, Lantern mm. is that it provides that first, like, um, platform oh, for working class writers, yeah. so yeah. That, that's a great thing. It and was. The, the next minute you're in Edinburgh at, yeah. at the fringe, but, yeah. and you just think you're pinching yourself, thinking this is mm. off a dead, this mm. is madness. But when we were we were doing it, so when it first went on, I, obviously you, you know, like any writer or anybody, you're nervous. Yeah. And um, a friend of the family, her son tragically died. 30, 40 years ago now. Mm. And she come to the opening night oh. and I was like, you know, super nervous, yeah. you know, thinking, oh my God, she's actually lost a son and, mm. and all yeah. this. And I've always said it, um, her name's Joni King, if you're listening. She, she writes as well, Joni. She's Good. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, and at the end, and I was really concerned, you know, looking at her face thinking, I'm telling the story of a mother but who's lost a son. Who's actually exactly, been Bob. Mm. So I'm thinking, I hope I do her justice, mm. you know. And I've always said, I get quite emotional um, because she put her hands on my face at oh. the end of the mm. performance. And she just said, when was your heart broken? Because you've just told mine. Wow. And I just now, went how to how powerful pieces. is that? Yeah. And that's exactly what theatre is for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to Well, that's it that. for me then to have mm. portrayed a mother's loss mm. to that level. Yeah. And to have that from here just there's meant, no better testimony. It just blew my head off there. because I just thought, well, we well not just me, the actresses and obviously mm-hmm. Margaret's direction, 
that they just blew out the water oh. all of them they were but it all comes from the words mm. you've got to give yourself credit it comes from the <laughs> words without them the actors can't do anything yeah so, it's yeah. all me it's, it's all, all me <laughs> i wish Fantastic. but yeah but that lantern what a space yeah. but, uh, but i i also think now haven't haven't had that tremendous production it's kind of oh i've got to follow this up yeah. now i know <laughs> yeah. i know that's no the pressure it's no like the pressure, second album it? isn't it <laughs> yeah. now, now i know how adele felt <laughs> as if <laughs> But it was really well. I have got a second part in my head. Okay. And I did write it, but it it wasn't right. right. So I will go back to oh, it. So you're getting you're getting picky now. Getting all excited now. <laughs> I will go back oh, but, to it. But tell us what what you are working on now, because I know you've got a new kind of uh, partnership in the off. And tell yes, us about that. Yes, we have. Well, I've been doing a few things. Um, I was with Wow. Um, yeah. I did writing on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! So we've got the book out, uh, moving forward, which you can get from News from Nowhere yeah. and stuff. But we've collaborated with, well, sort of joined forces with Naughty Corner Productions, <laughs> who are also friends of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm delighted to be honest. Mikey with you. and Kath, uh, Mikey, and, Mikey and Kath. Yeah. yeah, great. I mean, look. Anyone who's seen the work knows exactly mm. what they're about. You yeah. know what you're getting when you go in, and mm. if you, it's not what you like, don't go in because it's, it is. It, it's it's fresh. It's exciting. Mm. It's the way forward. It's um, it's just really, really. It's good very edgy fun. and stuff. Yeah, isn't it? and yeah. and where yeah. some of the ideas they get, uh, mm. you know, if you read that on a piece of paper, you go behave <laughs> yourself. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> and then you see it, and you go, oh my god, my head's fell off. So I've always loved it. And again, another thing through the lantern. So again, it worked. Um, watching them and then we went to see um not the horse which yeah. was just that was it for me that absolutely blew me head off so yeah. i'm delighted that we're gonna Good. all work together fantastic going forward anyway that's oh i can't wait i can't i actually can't wait it is, it is exciting um now people can see some of this some of your work um how, where do people go to to, to see this uh, well, the the, the latest, latest piece I've just done again mm. with with um, Leanne Martin, who played Rita in Broken Biscuits as well. So yeah. we filmed it in lockdown. Yeah, um, it's just a one uh, a monologue, mm-hmm. and it's um, about knife crime. But I did it for the uh, writing on the wall, so it's in the book. But then you can watch it uh, filmed. Yeah, so if you go writing on writing on the walls website or mm. in the book, there's a link you yeah. can see. You can just click on, and you can watch it. It's what, just what's fifteen that minutes. Um, that was called Painfully Numb. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. And then I did another one, oh, not last year, the year before, called Sundowner, uh, yeah. which is about Alzheimer's. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, I really loved doing that. That was another one-woman monologue. Yeah. Um, I quite like writing with women. Yeah, yeah, and I just I love think... the format of the monologue as well mm-hmm. because you get more intensity, I, oh. I think. Yeah. Well, I was asked to do that through John McHugh, Music in Mind. Um, he'd done a full project with all about Alzheimer's yeah. and dementia so we asked would I write it now he's a musician mm. and a composer he's amazing and he did this piece anyway we put it he put it on in uh, the unit uh, no where was it on Epstein and the Epstein. Okay, yeah. and then we took he took it to James Street in London Wow. so I had an actress up here Gillian Hardy it was brilliant she did it up here and then I had an actress down in London who did really? it really yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, yeah I was like made up I was in the West <laughs> End <laughs> but, but it was it was really again well received and we did a lot of Q&A about it and it was and people were saying oh my god you're just telling an exact story so it's, it's nice I like writing about real things yes. and good 
true true to life stuff. I'm not really a UFO kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little bit of grit. Yes. Well, yeah, but you're saying that, but but Caitlin has been abducted by aliens, so you, you, you're a bit close to home there. <laughs> oh, oh, Trish, God. thank you so much for coming in and, and sharing. And, we, you know, watch this space for yeah. stuff coming up, because when the stuff that comes out with North Corner or whatever, yes. we, we'll put it on the website. So oh, thank, thank you, you very you. much for coming in. Thank and you. please continue doing what you're doing. And oh. a big thank you to Lantern Writers and yes. Margaret oh, Connor and the guys there because it's another great person that they've helped along the way. Oh, so, totally. Yeah. Well, even out of just the, when we did the writers group, there's like, there's loads. Mm. Um, there's Adam Simpson, who's wrote for Moving yeah. On. Then you've got Jeff Woodbridge. He's got a film on now on Prime. He's mm. got a film you can get. Really? There's just loads. Right. Ginny Manning, uh, Jesse May. Sue there's just a lot of people. It was such a beautiful, safe environment yeah to talk about your work and and yeah. i'm hoping that this podcast is reaching out to those people who are writing mm. in their bedrooms on their yeah. own mm-hmm. uh thinking they won't get anywhere mm. e- exactly to this go to a writing yeah. course get join a group yeah. because it can happen so yeah make and it, it does happen. it pushes i can't spell and i haven't got a degree <laughs> <laughs> and i've been the edinburgh festival yes. so you can do uh, it if i can do make it you inspirational oh, thank, you so thank, you thank you so much Trisha. thank you cheers now we are joined by our second guest, Jack McLaughlin, who is a writer slash director, and Sean Fagan, who is an actor. Jack, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, hello, my name's Jack. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> That's my role. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm a filmmaker um, based in Kirby, just outside Liverpool, not over the water, just <laughs> 50, 15 minutes away from the main city centre. And really? yeah, I've been, I'm a writer director and I've been making films since I was about, about 12, yeah. Um, first started getting into writing when I was a, as a kid, um, mainly in school, just giving assignments and that. Because yeah. mm. I, was, I was more good at English than I was at maths, yeah. so mm. that was always my go-to. Um, and then yeah, I was about 12 when I saw Slumdog Millionaire, the Danny mm. Boyle film. Yeah. And that made me want to be a director because I'd never seen a story like that. How it kind of told this boy's life from when he was a kid up until an adult, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I don't know, it just sparked something in me. And then at the end, the scene directed by Danny Boyle, so I said to my dad the next day, "Who's Danny Boyle?" And he's like, "Oh, he's the director." So when I googled him, I found out he won an Oscar, and I was mm-hmm. like, "That's mad!" But it said he's from Greater Manchester. Yeah. And I was like, "He's from Greater Manchester, but he's won an Oscar." Like, I couldn't get me, I couldn't get my head around it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because I thought it was only Americans that won Oscars, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, then, and then, yeah, I don't know, that just sparked, like, I'll, uh, that's what I want to do, I want to be yeah. a director. Yeah. And then it was finding out, like, he, he was influenced by, mm-hmm. and then finding out who them directors were influenced by. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just making short films at the weekends with me mates on, like, Because Tell us about that, because I like this story, yeah. because you're 12 years old, and yeah. you're making short little films on, on your mobile phones with the kids in school, yeah. but you spot that you're actually directing them, so... Yeah, that, that yeah. thought was crazy before I even wanted to be a director, mm. because it, in our time, there was nothing really to do for the kids, like, all mm. the youth centres got closed down and that, mm-hmm. so it was like, me and my mates were just, like, just chilling ours, and... Because we were into Batman and all that, so we'd be yeah. making like Batman fan films on our on our phones. Yeah. But this is before I wanted to be a director, and I didn't even realise it. Like I was directing them already, yeah. so it was kind of mm. like 
figuring out what directing was afterwards. I was like, oh, well, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And then I realised I've been doing this since I was about 11 anyway with me mates. And at, at this time as well, you're writing kind of uh, comic strip cartoons yeah. and stuff and sending them to Marvel and, and saying, can you print this for us, please? Yeah, and that's that. what was my Yeah, like when, <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. That's what, like, because that's what I mean by always being into writing. I'd write, mm-hmm. like, a full, like, Avengers comic book thinking like this is boss I'm gonna send it to Marvel and yeah you know Stan Lee's gonna give it the seal of approval <laughs> gonna, you, you gotta know. have them aspirations yeah though. and spend like 10 pounds on postage and packaging and then send, send it off <laughs> oh, to wherever and then yeah <laughs> and then but yeah like I think that's what I mean I've always just been into writing as long as I can remember mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think that that's the thing about doing English at school as well yeah. where they say right you need to write an essay about mm. this or that um, you it sparked something in your head because you got to go and do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was especially in year ten. I think we got given the assignments like write a story or something like mm-hmm. that. And mine was about this kid who um, buys a smart car and it's like a time machine. And he mm-hmm. goes back in time and does all mad stuff. Like he buys the motorcycle from Easy Rider and sells it off or something like yeah. that. <laughs> it was mad anyway. I can't even remember what it was about, uh, but it got like an I think got an A in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. I remember, like, on parents' evening, the, the teacher was, like, um, like not to be, like, blow smoke up my own thingy, but they're, like, <laughs> he's, he's got, like, a bit of a thingy there with yeah. the writing. Where, We're like, so yeah. British, aren't we? Nobody ever says, I am fabulous, <laughs> no, <they>? yeah. <laughs> Apart from me. Oh, stop it. Whereas oh, with, with, like, the maths, they were like, nah, he's, he's never going to be a scientist, him. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but yeah. I, I like it as well when, when you said, boy, you leave school then. Mm. But you still hold on mm. to that yeah. dream. Yeah. So while everyone's kind of looking to to get p- proper jobs and yeah. stuff, um, you you stick with this. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Cause obviously, like when I was twelve, I said I wanted to be a director, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And like what I was saying to you before, like coming from Kirby, <laughs> saying you want to be a director, like saying you may as well want to be an astronaut, cause like <laughs> no one's ever like done it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then yeah, like leaving school. When I'd go back to like parents' evening and stuff, like my sister's parents' evening, they'd go, Are we still doing that, are you? And I'm, I'm, I'm like, Yeah, like <laughs> the, the proper surprise that I'm yeah. still doing it, but to me, it's not a surprise because yeah. it's like to yeah. prove them wrong type thing, isn't it? It's yeah, like... to prove them wrong. Like, don't get me wrong, I had great teachers in school. Yeah. Like, I had a great art teacher, Mr. Williams, who encouraged me to do it. Mm-hmm. But then, like I was saying before, like, I had a mate who wants to be an actor when same time I wanted to be a director mm-hmm. and then leaving school was that thing of like we've got to get proper jobs now and then he fell out of love with acting anyway and went and did whatever but mm-hmm. I was still like no I'm, I'm going to be a, a director and just having a good support network like I said I've got great support of parents there who helped me out a lot and they they were the ones who when people were kind of like why doesn't he go and get a real job they're like well no because you know when you watch the telly or Peaky Blinders like someone's made that do you know yeah. what I mean it's yeah. like and that's the like, especially with all this pandemic stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they like go and get a real job. I'm not getting political or nothing like that, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like when they say like, oh, go get a real job. Like you know, creative isn't a real job. It's yeah. like well, when yeah. you turn your telly on yeah. and you watch Emmerdale exactly. at seven o'clock and Corrie at half seven. Yeah. Who do you think's making what all them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. We've been yeah. in a pandemic, and yet what have you done? Mm. You've watched Netflix. Exactly, you've yeah. read a book. Yeah. You've listened to music. They're all mm. f- directed and produced and stuff. So yeah. yeah keep doing it and that's you are thing, doing yeah. it you yeah, are yeah. doing it you just can't give up that's the main thing yeah, yeah. well okay let, let's do the next step now because um so you leave school and you're still making like short films and stuff yeah. and then the big thing comes along with with boards 
Mm. Um, will you make this short film, which we just watched before the um, before the podcast? And it's it's absolutely brilliant, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's really poignant. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It's emotional, and and whatever. Yeah. Um, so tell us what where the idea came from yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, the idea came from I just wanted to do a short, like a short short film, like, and because I always got taught, uh, short films should only be like one or two scenes. Mm. Um. And I always think that they're hard to make, but I don't know. I just I, I had the idea of about a father and the son, um, before the father gets sentenced to mm. go into court, because I'd always find like the morning of court hearings quite interesting because there's like before you go to get sentenced, there's like that short window of time where yeah. no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the they will know, but mm. you know particularly like in Sean's case with his son, he doesn't know how long he's going to get sent down for, even mm -hmm. if he's going to get sent down, but he might know, do you know what I mean? But that that interested me, and that's why it kind of came as like the one-take aspect of it, yeah. because the film's primarily all in one long, unbroken shot. Mm. Just to kind of illustrate that point further of that short window of time, literally a three-minute ciggy break that he's doing yeah. whilst phoning his son yeah. for what yeah. could be like the last time for, and the for whole, a while the whole film is around this phone call between a father and his son where yeah. he doesn't know what his future is going to be and, and it's the, the it could be the last conversation or, or whatever yeah. and that, that's what makes it more powerful yeah and it, it kind of came from like not personal nothing like that but when I was in like school like primary school you'd notice like some kids dads would go away for a bit mm -hmm. do you know what I mean they go, oh, my dad's gone in the army. Mm. Only be like later on, you realise like they probably got sent down yeah. for something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's also that thing of you'd see a change in the kids then, particularly with boys. And I think that's the thing with like the masculinity thing as yeah. well. Is like, cause like not to give it away, but like Sean says in the film to to the boy, like you know, you gotta be a man now. You gotta look after your your yeah. mum and your your, yeah, your nan. And your nan. Yeah. And you'd see that in some of like the kids that they change from being this happy kid to next minute being like very like just grown up already yeah. at the age of like 10 and it's quite sad really you know what I mean but yeah. it happens and yeah it does happen and that's what I want because like it's probably the most human thing I've made out of my short films like mm. like I'm quite proud of what I've done with short films in the past but with this one because it's it's quite a real story mm. quite human absolutely yeah, yeah. and uh, along comes um an actor to audition for this which yeah. is sean fagan so how, how did you get to, how did you get to meet sean and cast sean for this yeah it was some mad one there, innit? Innit? but um so my me mate and producing partner tom he's doing a short film later on in the year called jumpers for goalposts and sean mm -hmm. auditioned for it sadly he didn't get it I think it's probably but, best because like I obviously you can't see me right now. I do not have the seat of a football player, yeah. so that yeah. was a bit too hard. That I was. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry. I'm only in gold in fairness. It could be exactly. But um, me mate's got it, and he's a, he's a fantastic actor. Um, I hope he's listening to that because I don't want him to hear me saying that about him. Um, <laughs> but I I'd watched um, Tom's stuff like it was a short film called The Break, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and it was like this. Um, it reminded me of Blue Valentine, which is one of my favourite films, um, mm. like we were talking about before, and it's bits of like flitting between the past and the present, mm -hmm. and the breakdown of this like this this uh, this relationship, and I was like, 
this is sick. Like, I want to work with these people. Um, mm. So I auditioned, didn't get it. Yeah. Um, which it happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know when someone says, like, oh, we'll work on something else. And you yeah. think, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm nah. sure I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, but now, like, Jack got back in touch with us, like, a few weeks later and go, wow. oh, I've got this, this uh, thing. Up. See, I love Ooh. that. That's happened a few times for me. Like, oh, really? you, you haven't got this, but we've got this, like, lined up or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's, usually it is, like, people. you never you never hear back to you. Like, I don't think. Um no, we never hear back from anything. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. The, but this isn't yeah. about uh, Caitlin's confessions. This is <laughs> why that's your, you. that would be amazing podcast. <laughs> um, so, so he gets back in touch with you and yeah, says, it's, it's, "But it's, I've got something else here." Yeah, and he sends me the script. I'm like, "This is this is boss. I want to do this." So I've done this audition tape. It's like five minutes long, and I'm like, "I'm just mm. similar to what you see in the film. It's kind yeah. of breaking down at the end." And, um, yeah. And then I thought, you know what, I might not get, I didn't get the last one, I might not get this one, but it's it's good to, like, because I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll do anything with these lads, because, like, some of the stuff I've seen them do, yeah. and I'm not just saying this because we're doing a podcast, but, like, I think they're going to be, like, quite big in the future, mm. like, I think they're going to be, like, really big talents going forward. Yeah. Um. So I'd work with them on anything. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll put my hat in the ring and see yeah. see if it's any any good. And mm. he, luckily, he was like, you sent me a voice note, didn't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it was, voice notes. It was like, it was like, yeah. it was like, like, it was like one in the morning. He's like, oh yeah, lad, love that. Yeah, I love that. Boss, let's do it. It's and I was like, yes, yeah, sounds nice. Um, and then <laughs> I think we done like a, like a test footage one day. Um, yeah, because a lot of the equipment we're using on Kate and Jake, which is a feature film we're doing. Mm. So. We done like a little test with Sean because yeah. we were gonna shoot the short film anyway, but we just wanted to test the equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was like, yeah, it's good this. And then, then when I was doing like the test footage, I I know it's not like doing the proper thing, but I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna be there because I, I hadn't acted like for time, like with all this pandemic. So like the last thing I'd done mm. was an advert, but it was like I, I filmed it in my house. Yeah. So like I, I, <laughs> I felt like I was I wasn't really real. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was I was I was slapping it a bit. I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna get on with this, like and. Luckily, like Jack's the type of director you can work with, and he'll just like, he, he, like I was saying to you before we come here, like you ask questions, don't you? Don't, you don't say like, right, I want you to do it this way, or mm. I want you to do it that way. You'll be like, right, well, how about maybe, maybe what about this? And yeah. like, that mm. question, like, we get more questions, and then it'll come out in like the performance. It sounds, it sounds pretentious, and I'm, I don't mean to, but I'm just like saying. Well, I, I think oh, you're yeah. quite manipulative there, Jack. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and how would uh, you do that differently? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all that. Oh, no, not not like that. At all. No, I promise. <laughs> um, no, it's it's like it's to try and get like a different performance out of yeah. everything. And I think at one point you said to me like, um, "What about if you if you try and you trying to calm me sometimes?" Yeah, and that's where like mm. the line comes. Like, don't don't get upset. So, like, yeah. that, I, I, I don't, I, I, like, I, all, all the time when I'm gonna do acting, there's sometimes the things you don't connect to. But like this one, I, I felt like I really did, um, mm. like properly. And I, when he when he gives me gives me that like suggestion, I, like it did. I felt like, I felt like quite emotional about yeah. it. And, and it's um, good because well, like, you need that emotion. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. comes across yeah, in, in the in Honestly. the film, doesn't it? It's yeah. immensely powerful and immensely uh, emotional. However. You did force him to smoke a number of cigarettes throughout <laughs> this, so I, I think you're well in for compo from Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been smoking on set recently? You might yeah. be entitled to compo. You suffer, you suffer for the art, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And then I was saying, like someone else, they asked me to do it on a, another short film. I was like, no, not, not smoking, not yeah. a chance. Um, but now, um, but now we've we've took this film and we're entering into festivals and that, and luckily we um, Infinity. Um, oh yeah. Don't know, if you, don't know if you want to feel that one. Yeah, we submitted to festival in uh, West London. Uh, it was just like a, a monthly online one, but the great guys that run it, it's called Infinity Film Festival. Mm. And yeah. 
Sean ended up winning best lead actor and we won best show for best, best, best micro show yeah. films. Wow. Best micro show, yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Like so that was boss. Um, well, like, I'm not just saying this as well, but I, I, I genuinely put it down to him. Like I'm, I'm not being like, oh, you know, it was, it was all <laughs> him. Oh, sure, I genuinely sure. I genuinely <laughs> I think like um it it, it it's it's all down to Jack, it's his script, it's his thing, it's his direction, like and uh, I'm just the You're vessel, just... you know what I mean? Yeah. But I know you get what I mean. I'd count down and go, but it's not without his performance. Oh, oh, oh you, you. Oh, oh, you. <laughs> let's, let's all slap each other on the back <laughs> here, darling. Yes. No, but I, it, it, it is, it is, it is great. And the the sad oh. thing is, though, um, you know, it can't be seen yet mm-hmm. until you you've kind of launched it and, and yeah. whatever. Um, but there is stuff on your YouTube channel. So if, yeah. if people just look at, at Jack McLaughlin on, on YouTube, yeah. they will see similar things. Now, they will also see this new one that, that you're working on, which is uh, Kate and Jake. So yeah. tell us about that because you've had a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. around this. And again, looking at what, what you put out, out about it so far, it's gonna be a kind of emotional kind of um, relationship one this time. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Kate and Jake, it's a feature film. It's about an ex-couple that meet up one last time before one of them goes to Australia for a job. Mm-hmm. And then after they meet up, um, they basically reminisce about the relationship and it goes back and forth in time to show you what happened in their relationship mm-hmm. and how it ended up where they got to now. So as I said, that's a feature film. And how that came about was um, my final year of uni, so like two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Might be even more actually, yeah. Um, I was coming out of the university and I was like, oh, I want to make a feature film, do yeah. you know what I mean? And I was watching interviews with directors who I love and, and they say like, whatever you do, always make it personal. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be autobiographical, mm-hmm. personal, do you know what I mean? So, and like make it about your age group and what's going on in your life and your friends' lives, family's lives, whatever. So I looked at my life and then my, friend, my friends and that. The biggest thing that was happening was like relationships. Yeah. Mm. So people who'd been together for about five or six years were breaking up, mm. but they'd been together since school mm. and like college and uni. So really kind of formatively, these yeah. formative years of their lives. Yeah. I remember one friend said about the partner, like never known a life where this person hasn't been in it. Yeah. It just feels weird. And I was like, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's powerful. Like, it's powerful because like mm. I'd never like experienced anything like that. But they had, and I thought mm. that's a really powerful thing. And then, then I was going through a little thing with this girl. I was kind of seeing that ended badly, but we won't mm. touch on that. <laughs> but all, all the stuff like that fed into the script. Yeah. yeah. I think I wrote the first draft in like a week or something like that. Um, and then it put it on the back burner for a bit with fin- finishing uni and all that. And then um, like COVID happened last year. Mm. And it was really scary because it was kind of like, everything was getting shut down yeah. all these films and that we were yeah. working on were getting shut down yeah and it was that fear of we may never be able to make a film again it was just mm. it sent the you know the fingers up you like it was mm-hmm. terrifying so i thought well you know if when it starts to settle down i'm just gonna go and make the feature because especially like you know you've seen like the death rates go up every day and you mm. think these people want to probably do something with their lives and they can't now and i'm like and i'm worrying about this feature film it's like let's just do it so as I said, we got into like um Tommy producing partner, like just said to him, Should we do should we do it? And he was and he was like, Yeah. Um so we started casting for it first. Good. Um 
and we got we got like the the great cast, which is consists of my uh, Mikey Latham who's playing Jay, mm-hmm. Sarah Chadwick's playing mm-hmm. Keith, um, and then so we needed the budget, so we started crowdfunding. But mm-hmm. what we started to do with the crowdfunding was we shot some test footage for yeah. it. Yeah, because when we researched into it, we found like a lot of crowdfunding projects they didn't hit the target because it just be someone telling you about what it's gonna look like and, and all that, do you know what I mean? But we were like, well, we'd rather show what it's gonna look like. Yeah, so you yeah. do get a taste of what, what it will look like in, gonna, in, yeah. in the campaign film, yeah? Yeah. And again, it's that kind of coming of age, mm. uh, emotional relationship stuff, which, yeah. which again is so powerful, so yeah. Um, so people will see it soon. We we said we, are we using the soon word, darling? Soon. Yes, soon. Yeah, soon. Um, we start, yeah, we start shooting it next Saturday, so we're just oh, well, final, mate, that's so exciting. everything now. Um, and yeah, we're shooting. I, it how up, long um, do you think it's going to take from uh, start to finish? Um, till we finish editing it and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're hoping like finishing editing it by the end of the year, so that yeah. we can like get it into festivals for next year. Like we'll start submitting it anyway. Good. Um, we've got like a little timeline on the go, so no touch wood. Like we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, but you know it. what happened to timelines last oh, I year. Know. I know, yeah. I <laughs> know uh, it's yeah. it's great, um, and also Sean, you you've got things coming up as well. Tell us about that. What's what's new? What's next? Uh, at the moment, I'm waiting to get back off a few like uh, auditions for series mm-hmm. and films and stuff like that, which would be Brilliant. sick if I got it. Like, uh, but I've just worked with uh, Joe and Bobby at Perception Theatre. Obviously, yeah. you guys yes. know um, yeah. on cut. Yeah. Which is like an interactive theatre piece for uh, for kids to learn about like knife crimes stuff like that. But mm. what I found when I was um, reading the script, it's like, um, oh, it's just gone dark. Sick. <laughs> See, this is what I was telling you. You know, when I was here a few years ago, and it went dark. I think that's exactly what it was. You know, genuinely. Um, but any but, mention of, uh, of of that that particular theatre group and the lights go out? Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna do it again. Just in case it happens. Um, <laughs> Anyway, carry on. But yeah, it's um I find like when you read like scripts for um for, like educational things, they're quite like I don't know, they're a bit forced and it's it's yeah. you can tell it's it's by people who've never like yeah. experienced it. But like Joe and Bobby do the research and yeah, they come up with something fantastic and I, I can't yeah. wait to see it. I, I'm only in like a little tiny bit, but um I think it's I think it's gonna be great, you know, because one of the lead lads in it, uh, Luca Donnelly, um I don't know if you know about him, he's Put in a belt of performance as this lad who's like been okay. caught up in this like um this this situation around around knife crime. Yeah. Is it one of them branching stories that they do as well, where you can choose the next yeah, step? It is, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I never had any plans of being in it because I, I I've worked with Bob and Joey, uh, sorry Bobby and Joey years ago, yeah. uh, on a on a theatre thing in a pilgrim weirdly, um, yeah. Yeah. as you as you do, yeah. But um, I, I just started watching this these things they were making in lockdown, um. I was like, I, I, I haven't seen anyone else doing yeah. this type of stuff yeah. before. Yeah, no um, one's doing that. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, and he said, do you want, do you want to come Fantastic. play a teacher? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything with you, do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's the same, same with Jack as well. Like, and, um, I'll, I'll, anything he's got on, I'll you know, I'll run through a brick wall for him. Like, yeah. that's why I'll, be, I'll be doing two days on Kate and Jake as well, won't I? Yeah, yeah. Playing a proper is, mad yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> A very mad party goal he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't even think I so was like Oh typecast again. Yeah, typecast yeah. Um, again. But yeah, I've I've seen enough sights of the pilgrim, so I think I think it'll, it'll be yeah. like good. Yeah. Good. Fantastic. All right, thank you both for coming oh, no, along. Nice, nice for yeah, yeah, we'll thank plug you. this when when it comes you know, through our social media Brilliant, and stuff. Yeah. So 
Thanks very much and keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks for coming along. Thank you for having us. Thanks very much. Okay, then we need to do the goodbyes now. Do we do the goodbyes now? We do do So um, (laughs) please like and share this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you've not already subscribed to it, please subscribe to our newsletter called Insider and follow us on likemindedproductions.co.uk so i only have to say yes. caitlin your plans for the next week we we all wait to hear about what what your plans are <laughs> it depends on this episode's coming out because it's my oh, birthday on tuesday and that's gonna be a bit mad um, oh you bought maltesers instead oh. that's just oh, yeah, as good <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> caterpillar cake <laughs> so the second Free quarter the of your life has started <laughs> yes ah, yes how exciting so yeah how what exci- are you doing bob how exciting to be young um i i will be um exercising my budgies which isn't a euthanism no it's um, actually not <laughs> it's actually true and the two female budgies aren't they yes they discovered are recently yeah yeah i've um, i've sexed them because the beaks have turned brown. <laughs> no, you were telling me this before. The beaks yes, turn a different colour to right. male or female, yeah, which I didn't know. Uh, they, they are female. They are both female, which is why they're bickering a lot. Oh, bitchy bickering mm, yeah, budgies. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, enjoy your week, Bob. Thank and you. And thank you again for everybody who's listening to our podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next time. See you all again. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.